This is Buck's First Thoughts, the news you need to get through your day in 45 minutes. Make sure you subscribe on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's a happy day in many ways, but the fight is not over. I want you to remember that. The fight for liberty and freedom in this country in response to COVID authoritarianism, it is a long way from being over. There are battles still to be waged. And in the future, there's going to be more attempts. I'm telling you, they're going to try to do more of this crap to us. So get ready for that. Where We cannot give this up. We cannot allow them to continue to think that the government has a right to make the most arbitrary decisions imaginable about the economy, about your health, about your freedom. But despite the idiocy of the Biden administration, the uh, stock market's probably going to have some really high performers. You know, inflation, sure, it's bad for the economy. It's bad for the dollars in your bank account. But some stocks get inflated along with inflation. That's that's how it actually usually works. You got to know where to put your money. That's why I want you to have some expert advice in real time from carnivore trading. Carnivore trading is an elite squad of strategists who influence major Wall Street investors. When you subscribe to Carnivore like I do, you'll receive real time text alerts of explosive trades they're making for their elite clients. You then mirror those trades, which is what I'm doing with your discount broker or pass. But why would you pass when their trades routinely crush the S&P 500? And here's their guarantee. Five times your monthly subscription to you or double your money back. 5x your monthly fee just by mirroring their trades. That's their upside guarantee. The market could be on the verge here of a massive upswing, and there will be sectors with tremendous profits. Get off the sidelines and mirror Carnivore's trades today. Right now, you'll get two weeks of this service free. You just sign up for it, you get your subscription going, and they'll text you what stocks to buy right to your phone. So easy and straightforward. And they give you a great write-up of the whole market at the end of the day every Monday through Friday. Go to GetOurTrades.com and use promo code BUCK. That's GetOurTrades.com, promo code BUCK. See website for guaranteed terms and conditions, past performance, not a guarantee of future earnings. Anyone who is fully vaccinated can participate in indoor and outdoor activities, large or small, without wearing a mask or physical distancing. If you are fully vaccinated, you can start doing the things that you had stopped doing because of the pandemic. We have all longed for this moment when we can get back to some sense of normalcy. Based on the continuing downward trajectory of cases, the scientific data on the performance of our vaccines and our understanding of how the virus spreads, that moment has come for those who are fully vaccinated. Masking up after vaccination was always crazy. It was always a crazy idea. I want you to remember that. It was completely unreasonable the moment they said it. I understand now that they're going to tell you it's because the data changed. They're going to tell you it's because they're just being responsive to the facts. But no, they're being responsive to the politics here. It became untenable and it became untenable to continue to have idiotic, arbitrary, stupid rules. Because people like me, like this show, kept holding their feet to the fire, kept pointing out the 
arbitrariness, the inaccuracies, the contradictions, the absurdity of all of this. So, yes, right now, effectively, mask mandates for the vaccinated are over. Which also means that, in essence, we're on an honor system now where when you go into a place because we don't have vaccine passports and there'll be quite a fight over it if they try to make us have vaccine passports. I can assure you of that right now. People who go into stores, go into places should just be able to walk in and everybody should be on the honor system. And I think that the CDC should also have to release guidance on, OK, if you're within a 90 day window of infection, well, you're not really necessarily supposed to get vaccinated because you already have antibodies in your system and you want to wait and let everyone else get their turn first. And scientifically, you are at very, very minimal risk of reinfection. Uh, you're you're effectively, as, as I always say, um, immune, if not vaccinated. Right. That's what you're dealing with. Can't you walk into a store without a mask on? Can't you go about your life? I mean, I'm I'm not wearing a mask in the gym anymore in New York, even though no surprise. How do you think a lot of libs reacted to this? How do you think a lot of libs reacted? I mean, I feel like somebody who has been kept in prison on false charges. So, yes, I'm happy that I'm being let out, but I never should have been in here in the first place. You know, I'm happy the authorities have admitted their mistake, but I never should have been in that cell. But do you think that all the libs were saying, oh, my gosh, this is great. We don't have to stifle our breath anymore. We don't have to double mask when we go jogging. When I'm on the bike trail by myself, I don't have to be constantly coughing and choking because I'm I'm not allowed to breathe normally because I need three masks. No, they, they didn't say, oh, wow, I get they're saying, oh, I don't know. I don't know about this. I think I might still have to mask up. I think I might need to keep I think I might need to keep double masking. Let's go to classic lifestyle lib virtue signaling imbeciles Mika and Joe play six. Right. Well, I'm so glad, Mika, you talked about planes because, you know, I, I, I got a master's in broad generalities. Uh, but so let's be specific right. about this. If you're on airplanes, if you're on buses, if you're on public transportation, uh, wear the mask. You still are expected to yeah. wear the mask. And actually, for your own health, you should still wear the mask. I got to say, in the future, I mean, I haven't gotten the flu in a year. Why, why am I going to start wearing a mask on, uh, stop wearing a mask on planes? That That's just right. makes good common sense it's a good uh, idea yeah yeah that's right that's a good <laughs> Mika just yeah Joe you're so smart yeah that's great and no what's happened with the CDC and I know that their official guidance is you still have to wear it on trains and buses and planes why why have they ever proven that those are major areas of transmission nope they have not you notice again it's arbitrary. But this is the crack in the dam. Now the whole thing starts to come down. They're trying to sort of keep it all back, but the whole thing is going to come down. It's just a matter of time. Doesn't mean they're not going to try to rebuild it. Doesn't mean the tyranny is gone forever. I want you to be very clear about that. In fact, there have already been some basic uh, indicators of what they're going to try to do, which is reinstitute all this in the winter. This is going to become you're going to be conditioned for this. I promised you there would be in New York and other blue states a second round of lockdowns 
a year ago, and I was right. I'm telling you, they're going to try to drag some of these rules into the fall about masking, about you know, they're, you're still going to be wearing masks on planes, trains, and uh, not, well, automobiles if you're a lunatic, like these people driving with the masks on by themselves. Oh, the COVID might fly into my car and it might go up my nose and Fauci says it all. Yeah, right. Uh, you're still going to be wearing masks uh, on planes into the fall and then it'll be oh we gotta we gotta stop a surge even with you know months and months more of vaccination the vaccine works or it doesn't folks and it works so everyone just needs to stop being crazy that's really where we are now stop being crazy you know maybe biden for example can stop being crazy now he said this yesterday and i'm wondering if we're going to see him tomorrow you know, shuffling around, looking like he's lost the keys that are actually around his neck, you know, where to put my keys? You know, I'm uh, come on, folks. It's Joe Biden. Why do I talk like this? I'm from Delaware and I feel like it's folksy. Am I, am I from Delaware? Am I from some nondescript place in the heartland or in the south? That's why I have this kind of breathy fake accent thing to do. Uh, but Biden said this yesterday, 24. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention and the CDC announced that they are no longer recommending that fully vaccinated people need wear masks. This recommendation holds true whether you are inside or outside. I think it's a great milestone, a great day. It's been made possible by the extraordinary success we've had in vaccinating so many Americans so quickly. Notice they keep talking about this as a recommendation. It's not, it's not a recommendation. It's really a recommendation the same way if you're living in Beijing, doing what the Chinese Communist Party tells you is a recommendation. But there are many people who they, they don't want to give it up. They attached this significance to the mask, not just of safety or anything else, but of of their goodness. It was your it was your patriotic duty two weeks ago. Patriotic duty. Biden was telling patriotic duty to wear a mask. Now it's well, I mean, actually telling all those vaccinated people because we're, we're at over 100 million people vaccinated. OK, so they've been telling people they've been telling 100 million Americans who have no reasonable basis to mask up ever under any circumstances whatsoever. They've been telling them for months now, oh, you still got to wear that mask. Patriotic duty. The dumbest people on TV, the dumbest people in the media are going to continue with this. They're going to keep saying, oh, you know, I I got to I got to keep wearing the mask just to show people what a good person I am. Get ready for that. Play nine. New York State has not adopted the guidelines yet. So tomorrow, maybe in New York, in public spaces, indoors, people won't be wearing masks. But we'll see. Uh, but you're right. Yeah, that's when they say no shirt, no shoes, no service. Business can still tell you no mask, no service. So you must carry your mask around and abide by the guidelines. And I will happily, gladly do that because what? This is not I'm not doing it for me. I'm doing it for uh, other people. 
And that's it. I'm, right. I, I want to be a good citizen and a good human being. The only push I have on it is that's not what the science says, but you can be courteous no, anyway. Yeah. I, I understand that. You can be courteous anyway. No, force them to tell you to wear a mask. Force every business in America now to say, excuse me, sir, put your mask on. And then look at them and be like, are you a moron? And go from there. That's what you sh- that's what I plan on doing. I'm already walking around my building without a mask on. Force them to tell you mask up so you can look at them and say, do you have access to the Internet? Do you know what your science overlords have said? Now is the time for an absolute across the board non-compliance push. Not remember, you're complying with the CDC. You're complying with the federal guidance. So if businesses, if private organizations want to cause a problem, make them cause a problem. If your local government, if your local, you know, uh, city council or town wants to cause it, they're the ones causing the problem now. They're the ones not listening to the science. Stick it in their face like a stupid piece of paper mask that we've all been coughing into and choking on for months because they're a bunch of neurotic crybabies. Do it. See how it works. Well, I liked that part of what she had to say, because I do think that we need to send the very clear message that vaccination is your ticket back to pre-pandemic life. But frankly, I was shocked by this announcement. I think they went from one extreme to another. And the major step that's missing here is how do we know that people are telling the truth? We talked in the last hour about the honor code. I mean, if you're going to the grocery store, maybe you're fully vaccinated. You take off your mask at the grocery store. But who's going to be checking to see if Others are also vaccinated. So what does that mean? If I'm bringing my son, my four-year-old, who's not fully vaccinated, now he's going to be in a grocery store potentially exposed to people who are not vaccinated who could be of danger to him. And so I guess I am kind of befuddled as to where this guidance came from. I think there are a lot of steps that we're missing. I was expecting to hear something about outdoor mask, mask guidance today. And also I was expected to hear if fully vaccinated people are around others who are known to be fully vaccinated, they can fully let down their guard. I wasn't expected to hear essentially that indoor mask mandates can all go because that's what the CDC is saying. They're saying we don't need indoor mask mandates anymore. That is what the CDC is saying. That is what is being told here. So, yeah, deal with it, Libs. Oh, but what about the honor code? And what about people that aren't going to? Mm, too bad. Sorry. You know, you had your way. You, you had your neurotic way as long as you possibly could but now it was so overwhelming i mean to give you a sense of how overwhelming the numbers are how overwhelming the situation is dr wen who's the former chief butcher of planned parenthood uh she's now on cnn of course because you work for planned parenthood you're in very tight with the democrat media apparatus and she's on cnn and she's telling everybody oh but what about people that aren't aren't gonna be telling the truth about this what about my four-year-old she says All right, let's do some quick back of the uh, napkin math on the wrist to her four year old in a country where you have at least 100, soon to be 150 million people who are fully immune from the vaccine. Okay, the actual risk of fatality to her child from covid is about one in it's actually less than one in a million. That's how many four year olds nationwide you're talking. I think it's a couple hundred. 330 million people in America, let's say it's 200 to 250 kids who have died at that age of COVID. So it's, it was a one in a million risk 
for the entire year of the pandemic when people weren't vaccinated. Now your risk is cut at least 50 percent from one in a million. And she's still like, oh, but what about my child? Stop being crazy, libs. Stop. You know, I just read yesterday this piece in the Atlantic and it was a doctor and an MD and, you know, so many MDs. What you realize is that uh, pediatricians, epidemiologists, unfortunately, they're as liberal as college professors by party affiliation, almost. I mean, they're overwhelmingly leftists and their politics influence their medical and scientific judgment on this all along. We all know it. We all saw it. Oh, but Black Lives Matter is saving lives so they can protest. That's fine. Yeah, sure. But what, what you see in this, this article by this uh, doctor uh, writing in The Atlantic was talking about post-pandemic PTSD. I keep saying things like stop being crazy, Libs. I keep saying things like get a grip. I mean it. The left turned this into not only a, a political issue, you know, and, and the mass became the, the bloody shirt of the COVID pandemic used to bludgeon uh, political opponents on the right. Oh, you're a Trumper and hydroxychloroquine and in- injecting Clorox in your veins and all this stupid crap they said for forever. Uh, that was going on. But now <clears throat> you have people who have been emotionally and psychologically damaged by all the panic porn. Damaged by it. You know, they they were locked away from people in their homes and what happened was they had a steady diet of hysteria in the in the media and it changed the wiring in their brains a little bit. And now they can't even do very basic risk analysis with should I be worried about my four year old walking into a grocery store because of covid? You never should have been worried about your four year old and to be worried about him now when you're talking about going to be soon half the population definitely immune and when you add up all the actual natural immunity out there it's you know you're looking at two-thirds of the country probably can't actually get covid anyway at this point or i should say pardon me is highly unlikely to get it because of existing immunity in their system oh i don't want you know media matters to fact check me this bunch of imbecile beta males it's the worst place on the planet so I'm, I'm pleased in a sense, but like I said before, how happy are you to your jailers? How thankful are you to your jailers when they imprisoned you falsely and then they let you out? You're supposed to say, oh, this is great. What a great job. All right, guys, thanks. You know, I appreciate you didn't lock me up forever for a crime I didn't commit. I, I do a pre- really nice of you. Really great. I mean, yeah. And, you know, you can have gratitude to to God that you aren't dealing with this anymore. But the people that are responsible, the people that put you in the cage in the first place, very hard to feel like they're uh, deserving of a lot of gratitude. And I'm just going to say this until you see how true it is. It's not over. It's not over. Governor Cuomo, uh, I've got my own very smart people. I have a team of experts. That doesn't really think we're ready to go with the CDC guidance yet. Why are we not ready to go? Because I want people to kiss the ring and then maybe I'll consider letting them have back the right to breathe in the fresh air. That's right. The governor of New York is saying, no, we're not doing it. We're not obeying the CDC guidance. 
I just want you to pay very close attention to people who have been loud in the media and in government about listening to the science, which is a laugh line now. People say that are idiots. But listen to the science. They said this all along. What are they going to say now about those politicians and media figures who straight up say, no, we're not going to listen to the science. You know, we're not going to listen to what's going on uh, at the CDC. So what's up with that? You know, what's up with that? I, I just I ask, I wonder, I don't know. Well, actually, I do know they're damaged. They're damaged. They can't actually handle the fact that there's no longer virtue to signal by walking around with your hashtag Biden Harris 2020 double face mask on. As America's reopen continues here, we have to remember that small businesses are the backbone of the U.S. economy, and they're really what makes the U.S. economy in so many ways. And they've got a lot of challenges right now. I know finding workers is an issue. Uh, keeping workers is an issue. And just in general, you got a lot on your mind if you're running a small business. So why not take something off your plate, have it dealt with for you in a way that is extremely efficient, easy and not expensive? Because when running a business, HR issues can kill you. You know this. You got wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations and HR manager salaries aren't cheap. An average of seventy thousand dollars a year. Bambi, spelled B-A-M-B-E-E, was created specifically for small business. You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, and maintain your compliance all for just $99 a month. With Bambi, you can change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat. From onboarding determinations, they customize your policies to fit your business, and they help you manage your employees day-to-day. For $99 a month, that's it. Month to month, no hidden fees, cancel anytime. You didn't start your business because you wanted to spend time on HR compliance. So let Bambi help. Get a free HR audit today. So they can tell you just how much they can help. Go to this website, Bambi.com slash buck right now to schedule that free HR audit. That's Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E dot com slash buck, Bambi.com slash buck. It is hard for me to imagine myself, you know, waltzing into the stop and shop tomorrow morning and not wearing a mask. I just feel like I'm not wired that way anymore. And it still feels it still feels risky. So I again, forgive me for speaking in personal terms, and I don't mean to be too blunt about this, but how sure are you? Um, Because this feels like a really big change. We're sure. There's an extraordinary amount of evidence now that demonstrates the vaccines are working in the real world, um, in, uh, in cohort studies, um, in care facilities, in, in, uh, across all states, um, that these vaccines are working the way they worked in the clinical trials. Importantly, there's also new data, um, just even in the last two weeks that demonstrates these vaccines are working, um, in, uh, in against the variants that we have circulating here in the United States. Notice that, you know, multimillionaire liberal celebrity Rachel Maddow is straight up telling you what I've been saying for months. This 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 is an emotional issue for libs. This is a psychological condition they have now, which is why they've always been so unreasonable, which is why, you know, I've been to to dinner with friends when they stand up to to go to the bathroom. They've been sitting there with no mask on and somebody will, you know, walk past and say mask, mask. 
you know, as if they're walking around with their pants down, letting it all hang out, you know? Well, what is wrong with people? This is an emotional, psychological disorder for libs. Has been really all along. Oh, they, they believed that all we had to do was mask up to stop the pandemic. That was what we were being told for months and months before the actual second wave hit in the winter of 2020. Remember that? There were pieces being published about how it could bring down COVID cases, 70%, 80%. You know, oh, really? Yeah, sure. It was just absurd. Fauci himself in 2020 laughed, mocked the idea of mask wearing as a generalized health uh, protection issue. And then it became the single most important thing you could do. That and Lysoling your groceries. They told people to do that. You remember that? They also told people that we were going to need a million ventilators. Turned out that they were putting people on ventilators far too early, which likely resulted in a much higher fatality rate than would have been the case had the medical community not been in a state of panic and just throwing people on ventilators because, yes, we were in the midst of a pandemic and people didn't really understand it. But there, these were panic moves. Saying we need a million ventilators, that's a panic move. This is what the government told us. The CDC is a catastrophic failure, okay? It's like you had the DMV in charge of our pandemic response. The CDC, not much better than the DMV. Slightly fancier resume, uh, you know, pages from people, but decision-making, not good. Not good at all. Um, but I, I play this for you because you can tell there are there are Democrats out there. It's become so ingrained in them politically to be more more frightened than they should be. And that this is what good people do. They believe the, they they internalize the government propaganda. So in a sense, I, I at least have to give them credit. For believing the BS that they were peddling all along. Um, but I am not done here with who was right and who was wrong. I'm not done with the reality of what we went through in this pandemic and holding elected officials, media, media organizations to account for this. And at the very top of the list uh, of those groups that should be met with scorn and derision and for whom there should be accountability are teachers unions. You will remember Chris Christie. And I know right now he's like he, he got in close with Trump. It's so interesting to me that people you know, when he was in close with Trump, I felt like a lot of Republicans were like, oh, well, I guess he's OK. And, and then he was, you know why he didn't end up working for the Trump administration? Everyone knows this, who is close to the administration, because he sent Jared Kushner's father to prison. Jared Kushner's father went to prison because he broke the law. He was committed felonies. OK, that's what happened. That was the only reason Chris Christie didn't work for Trump. So just remember that while well, I was like, oh, I know Chris Christie and I look, I'm not a Chris Christie fan, but I just think it's so interesting that there was a window where, oh, maybe he's cool. And then it was, oh, no, he's not because because Trump turned him down. But the only reason Trump turned him down was because his Democrat son in law had a personal beef with Christie. So there's that. And look, I, I mean, I would have that if I were in the, if I were in Jared Kushner's shoes, I would have probably felt the same, probably felt the same way. Right. I mean, you mess with my dad, you mess with my family. I, I don't care. I'm. I want payback, but I'm just saying, remember that about Christie, because this is a long way of getting into how he was fantastic about 10 years ago on what a bunch of lazy, greedy frauds the teachers unions were. This was the best. 
Christie's greatest hits were just him at these town hall style meetings crushing on or crushing, crushing on is a different thing, crushing teachers unions. I mean, Christie was just from the top belt buckle like Superfly Jimmy Snooker. Christie was just plopping down. And that's quite a visual play 11. Well, listen, Randy Weingarten owes an apology to parents across America for what she and her reunion has wrought on these children um, over the last nine months. These children should have been back in school in September. And there was all the science in the world back then to say that kids should have been back in school. And then they kept moving the goalposts. Remember, and they said, well, now we won't do it till every teacher is vaccinated. Then we won't do it till every child is vaccinated, even though there was absolutely no scientific evidence to back that up. Listen, as you mentioned, Martha, I've been through these battles with the teachers union. This is not about teachers. This is about their union and their union. Yeah. All they care about is the accumulation of power. And that's what they were trying to do here. Randy Weingarten got caught with her hands in the cookie jar. So did Joe mm. Biden and his wife backing these people in an unabashed way and slapping down the head of the CDC. All this stuff is unacceptable and they need to be held accountable yeah. for it. Yes. Yes. He's right, folks. A hundred percent correct. People should think differently about public sector unions in general, but specifically the teachers unions here. People should have a, a different approach to teachers unions going forward. I mean, states should really work to abolish them. Public sector unions in general, with the possible exception of fire and police, you know, jobs where you're actually putting your life in danger. But teachers unions uh, are, are absurd. You know, you don't want the job. Don't 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 have the job. Go get another job in union. You're getting paid by the taxpayer who. Who is a union going up, uh, going up against the other side of the bargaining table? The government that's paying them? Give me a break. Yeah, that works out really well for us, doesn't it? While we had people working in grocery stores, while I was going to my job every day to do a TV show for the first, I was showing up months and months, day in and day out. Uh, teachers unions were saying, we can't go into work. Oh, my gosh, it's too dangerous. It wasn't too dangerous. They were just lazy and they wanted more money. They wanted more power, and the Democrat Party is effectively owned by the teachers' unions. They need them, and they know it. So that's what happened. And millions and millions of—this is not just about how I don't like teachers' unions, because clearly I don't, but millions of children really suffered. Psychological anguish. You know, and for people who think that psychological anguish is not something that has to be factored into government policy, I got news for them— um, what do they think solitary confinement is? No, no one's harming you physically in solitary confinement. No one's putting you through physical pain in solitary confinement. But people, it's known, will over time actually lose their minds if they're in solitary long enough. Think of all the people who were put through psychological trauma by the government policies of the lockdowners. And then think about what it has done for children to be separated from their friends, to no longer have structure in their day, to have overworked, stressed out parents trying to keep, you know, deal with them in the house and and also keep their jobs going, assuming they're able to keep their jobs because they didn't lose them from lockdown policies, you know, separately. Think about all of that and just remember that when people like me, 
And you know, if you listen to the show, I've been absolutely consistent on this. I am very proud of what we've been telling you here over the course of the, of the pandemic. Yes, my predictions were correct, but even beyond that, just holding the line against the Fauci consensus and the lunacy out there. I want you to remember, though, that there were a lot of people who suffered terribly, unnecessarily, and we're going to have to deal with not just the loss of learning, but the emotional and psychological trauma of children that was only that only happened because of neurotic, greedy adults at places like the teachers unions, the Democrat Party and the corporate media, because it was necessary to push the panic porn to defeat Trump because it was necessary to create this as some kind of unifying message for Democrats to mask up and lock down patriotic duty. Biden says a lot of people had a lot of people suffered that didn't have to. And I'm not letting that go. You, you want to explain to them the rationale of what we're doing. We want virtually everybody to get vaccinated. What we're doing now with the relaxation of the restrictions on people who are vaccinated is trying to get back to a degree of normality, which people who get vaccinated deserve to have that. That's been one of the things that's been the concern, saying, if I get vaccinated, what difference is it going to make? My life hasn't really changed that much. Well, now your life is going to change that much. For people who are not vaccinated, this might be an incentive for them to get vaccinated. The decision that the CDC made was not as an incentive to get people vaccinated, but this could actually have the indirect effect of getting people to be incentivized to get vaccinated. Um, it's not indirect. It's obvious. And it was obvious all along. Little Fouch. You know, there's a part of Fouch now. It's like, oh, gosh, you mean I'm not going to be able to just go on TV and say, you know, we're approaching the period here where the mitigation of the diminution of the continuation of the measures will be, you know, entering the first phase, the start, the nascent era of a slow concomitant reduction of the, you know, let's just say in the next three to six to 300 months, we'll really have a, you know, you get it, right? Fauci's act is going to wear very thin now, isn't it? Speaking of acts, fake tapper over at CNN. I was always still so shocked when I see certain conservatives that kiss up to this guy. You'll see some of it if you are on social media. If you say, why, why would somebody on the right kiss up to this guy? He's a propagandist for the left, and he's a smarmy, horrible person. I, I, I do judge. Anyone who doesn't know how fake, fake tapper is, I, I lose respect in the media for that person uh, on the right very quickly. Here he is, 23. Do you think that places such as grocery stores, pharmacies, whatever, should allow vaccinated people to come in and shop without masks? Oh, yes, uh, absolutely. I mean, that's really the whole point that we're talking about, that vaccinated people, if you look at the data and, you know, people have asked the CDC, well, what's changed? Why the change in, in the uh, recommendations? Well, the data that's accumulated now is that clearly the infections are going down. Yeah, the infections have been going down for a long time. 
This is not new. This is not surprising. So why do we continue to be in this place where we're going to be grateful now that they bow to objective reality? We're, we're supposed to be grateful that they're going to stop being quite so crazy. And as I've said to you, well, why isn't New York going along with it? You know, a lot of you are like, ha ha. <laughs> and I know. But, you know, if you live in Texas, you live in. Well, Florida is better than Texas on this. But if, if you live in Denver to all my Den- all my team buck Denver peeps out of Colorado, you know, you're going to have uh, city ordinances and you're going to have businesses probably for a while here that just they just cling to those masks. Just hold them like hold them like a like a three year old holds a you know little blankie. And when he doesn't want to, like, uh, go on a sleepover, you know, because like, you need the blankie there to keep you feeling safe. I mean, for three year olds, it's fine. I'm not trying to make fun of three year olds, but we're adults. Right? We're adults here and we shouldn't cling to the face diapers the way that that some people want to. But it's become so important to them. I mean, how will they know? How will you be able to visually tell if somebody watches CNN and reads the front page of the New York Times every day and is like hashtag BLM, hashtag woke, hashtag climate change, existential threat. If they're not wearing a mask now all the time, how will you know that? I know what. a Oh, you know, there's another side of it, though, and that is that. Maybe actually seeing other human beings faces is important, which I told you all along. Maybe things in this country felt so tense and awful during the pandemic, in part because wearing masks was dehumanizing because it is Tom Friedman is a blowhard, but he does make that point kind of five in hearing that announcement um, from the CDC this afternoon. I felt that we were finally at the beginning of the end of this. Uh, I felt that there's going to be a real return to normalcy for, for me, my family, my friends, society. Um, and, and, um, most of all, you know what I thought about, Chris, and you alluded to it in your introduction. We've just been through a crazy two years. I mean, crazy at so many levels uh, because of the past president and uh, the divisions in the society. I don't know what factor was politics and Trump and what factor was the pandemic and, and the fact that we all had to go around with our faces covered. But I am hopeful that with people taking their masks off, we can talk to each other in different ways, look each other in the eye, see each other smile, a wry grin, whatever, that that, that too will will reduce the temperature in the country, the political temperature. Wouldn't that be nice? Reduce the political temperature. Yes, I, I will be a much less ornery person when I can breathe fresh air outside and not have imbeciles who believe the corporate media Democrat propaganda Uh, trying to shame me into being uncomfortable and constantly agitated because they're hysterical nincompoops. So I I do think that will make things a little bit better. And and I know, folks, you know, I've been I've been one of the few here waging a battle against mask mania and lockdowns for a year. So I'm I'm not saying that we here in the Freedom Hut are, are taking a bow, but I am saying We're taking a victory lap before we get back into the battle. That's true. Ah, the leadership of the GOP. Who do they really represent? You have Elise Stefanik now as the new conference chair. Ooh, Elise Stefanik uh, seems like a bit of a rhino, but she says the right things about Trump to keep enough of the Trump base happy to keep them off the trail of her rhinoism. So 
I guess we're supposed to just go along with this now. Also, uh, I, the president, President Trump put out a statement about Chip Roy. Chip Roy is a conservative, folks. Chip Roy is support of the MAGA agenda. Indeed, in his deeds all along. Uh, so I, I thought that that look, Trump is wrong about people a lot. You need to remember that some of the people that Trump put around him are are just schmoes. And I'm talking about when he was in the White House. Anyone want to argue that point with me? No, you don't. You know, you, you know, anyone who wants to argue that knows that they'll lose the argument. Right. So it's just the truth. Some of the people that Trump brought very some of the media people Trump brought very close to him are um, dumbasses and not honorable people. But nonetheless, I, I just I think it's important that we speak the truth about who is really fighting the fight right now and who's not. And I'm not letting I'm not letting good warriors for conservatism get maligned without without calling out reality here. OK, sorry. But uh, something else I want you to just keep in mind, I know it's a really busy time of year. You know, it's almost tax day and everything. And we got a lot of things we got to do. Here's something you got to add to your to do list, because if you're doing those things in life, like buying a home, having babies, starting your family, trying to build wealth, you need to add securing your family's future to your to do list by establishing by establishing a will or trust at trustandwill.com. At trustandwill.com, setting up an estate plan is simple, convenient, and secure. For as little as $39, you can nominate guardians for your children, determine who gets your stuff, and plan for future medical care all from the comfort of your home. Hiring a traditional estate attorney can cost thousands, and using a one-size-fits-all template is not nearly specialized enough. Trust and Will documents are designed by estate planning experts and customized for the state you live in. This is what you got to do. Just go to the website. It's so straightforward. I've used it. The interface is easy. You'll get, in a matter of minutes, everything you need done. Gain peace of mind at trustandwill.com slash buck and get 10% off plus free shipping of your customized legal documents. Don't wait. Go right now. This is really important. Get this done and get 10% off plus free shipping at trustandwill.com slash buck. That's trustandwill.com slash buck. Many in the media and in Washington, including you, amplified anonymous sources, uh, stories claiming that President Trump ignored intelligence, that Russians were paying bounties to kill Americans in Afghanistan. We've since learned that that intelligence was pretty shoddy, poorly sourced. Do you regret taking part in spreading that story? No, I think actually if you look at the details of the story, Brett, you'll see that the intelligence community um, has made a, a recommendation about that intelligence. They've talked about having low confidence. I think if you go back and look at what I said, every single thing I said, I said if those stories are true, we need to know why the president and the vice president were not briefed on them uh, and, and made very clear that we were concerned. I remain concerned about the role of the Russian government in Afghanistan, the role of the Russians in terms of uh, working against our interests right. around the world. But you so, pointed uh, to President Trump. And my Brett, point is, is you were GOP conference chair. And I'm just articulating what some of your colleagues have said, that they thought that that was a moment where they thought that your focus it, on the former president was more important to you than articulating GOP uh, agenda and what they wish to do. Well, I, I think you really ought to go check your facts, Brett, because he was the sitting president at that time and not the former president. No, and, I'm the president. And wow. So smarmy from Cheney because she is no longer in GOP leadership 
And there's it really comes across if, if you get a chance, this uh, Cheney Brett Bear interview was very instructive because Brett Bear saying, look, you know, you, you the GOP base isn't with you on this. You had roughly 90 percent support and still have roughly 90 percent support for Trump. And it's probably more like 97 percent. But you know what I mean? You've you got the GOP still supports Trump and Trumpism. And yet Cheney clearly listen to, you know, remember the name. She has aspirations, folks. She's she thinks, you know, maybe we bring it back to the good old days where, yeah, you, you don't really you don't really win any victories at home and you certainly don't win any victories abroad. But. That's the Cheney Bush model. That sounds great. You know, lose gracefully to the libs. Have them write at the end of the New York Times article where they're dancing on the grave of your policies that, well, at least they're polite while we slap them around. Right. That's that's the GOP of Bush Cheney. That sounds like fun, doesn't it? But you could tell that Cheney didn't like getting asked these questions, especially on the Russian bounties story. Uh, here's reality. The, the Russian bounty story, you can go back and check me on this. But I, I, I ask you, please check me on this. Was I saying that sounds like total bullcrap day one when that story was published? Yes, I was. Why would I know that? Well, because if you understand how the media was desperate to trash Trump in any way they possibly could right before the election. And one of the ways they thought they could actually beat him was by creating a false narrative of how Donald Trump isn't pro-military, which, I mean, there are a lot. Of, you know, I, I criticize Trump more than a lot of other people who support him do, and I do support Trump and always have while he was president, and I support his agenda now, continue to, but I would call it out. I mean, I was, I still have the angry emails when I was calling out the nepotism. You know, you'd speak to Trump world people now, they say, you know, Buck, one of the biggest problems when you got two kids who are Democrats who have more influence on the president than any other person in the United States government, and they're working officially in the White House, you don't end up necessarily getting all the policy done that you said you would. Wow, what a shock. This is from, I mean, obviously I can't tell you names because I don't want them to get in trouble with Trump world, but this is from people who were there. So I was telling you the truth. And I got a lot of heat. I, look, I, I, I love you guys. You give me heat when I deserve it. And even sometimes when I don't, and that's fine. Right. This is like a big family conversation over the dinner table here every day where I guess, you know, yeah, over the dinner table is going to say some of you are listening to me at dinner time, some earlier, some later. But I, I, I got to tell you on that one, that was the buck speaks truth to the team. And I think a lot of you understood that that's where it was coming from. But there were people that were mad at me. And I get it. You know, you're defensive of of a guy with Trump who was a movement unto himself and was a fighter for our side and everything else. But I've always told you this. I was trying to be the coach that was that was getting the team fired up at halftime to win the game. I was never pack it up and fold it in. We're done here. I was saying, come on, there's some things that need to change. And the shutdown of those mechanisms of correction within the Trump White House, because some people were just all... Oh, Trump, I just need to be closer to Trump all the time. I'll get invited to more Trump dinners all the time. Uh, you know, that that didn't help. It's part of why he lost, because he didn't have people that were actually able to get the message across about things like, oh, I don't know. Do the right thing about the BLM riots across the country right away. Don't start mumbling about how we're going to have, you know, oh, we'll do 
We'll do criminal justice reform. What? Uh, you, uh, you go back and listen to my shows in June of last year. They're all they're archived. They're online. Go see. I kept saying Trump's MIA. I kept trying to get word to the White House. But, you know, I don't, I don't have Trump on speed dial, right? I don't get to talk to him every day saying, well, what is this guy doing? But notice how I can talk to you about this. And it's like we're all at the table. We're a family. And we're all hoping for the best for America, for conservatism. And, and yes, for, for the Trump agenda. And we can disagree about it. It's like talking about our favorite sports team. I don't want the other team to win. I just want to make sure we got our best pitcher in the game. You know, because I want to make sure that uh, he has a great ERA. Is that right, Producer Mark? Or is that the batter? ERA is a pitching stat, yes. Yes! See? I want to make sure he's got the best ERA possible. Whereas Cheney, and this is what got me thinking about this, Cheney's rooting for the other team. Because she wants this team, she wants Team Trump to lose so that she can be the captain, so to speak. She can be the general manager. And that's what Brett Baer is really calling her out on here. And the fact that she was willing to go along with that narrative of Russian Taliban bounties on American soldiers, come on. She's she's talking about honor and truth in the Constitution, but she went along with an info operation against Trump in the heat of the campaign when it mattered because she put her interests and her career prospects ahead of the people that comprise the heart and soul of the GOP base. And she has been held accountable for that now. People are like, oh, it's cancel. It's not cancel culture. She doesn't have a leadership job. Is it is it cancel culture? Because, you know, I'm not uh, a, a judge on America's Got Talent. I work in media. You know, I want to make $10 million a year and sit there and be like, yeah, good song. Really well done. You know? No, it's not, it's not cancel culture. You have no no right to leadership positions. But here you have. Uh, oh, an, another a back and forth here between Bear and Cheney on the focus issue. But for the people of Wyoming who are electing a congressperson to fight for them and to fight against the Biden agenda, why wouldn't they say, is this the person that's going to get it done? Uh, Uh, That's what your colleagues are asking. I'm going to answer the question. Uh, We all have an obligation, and I would say Fox News especially, especially Fox News, has a particular obligation to make sure people know the election wasn't stolen. Fox News, Fox News, Brad, I'm going to answer your question. Fox News needs to make no, sure but that if the you're American people. Fox News, you have they to need know to that make this sure show has said that, that the American times. people. Brett, you're doing the interview. I'm answering the questions. We need to make sure that the American people recognize and understand that the election wasn't stolen, that we shouldn't perpetuate the big lie, and that there's real danger. You know, I've worked in countries around the world where we don't have peaceful transitions of power. And, and all of us who are elected officials have got to uh, make sure that we obey and abide by the oath that we swore to the Constitution. I understand. And the, the peaceful transition of power is key to that. Now, if you want to, if you're asking me about my 
my constituents. My constituents believe firmly in the rule of law. They believe firmly in the Constitution. They know that we do not swear allegiance to any individual. Okay, and that it's, let me ask it's you this. crucially important. And you've made this if point. We, I'm going to make another point. It's crucially important if we want to be able to defeat the really bad Biden policies. We have to attract voters back to us. No, 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 no. I, I understand it was hard to listen through that, but I wanted to hear her her squawking at, at Brett Baer here. Uh, yeah, she, she's the big GOP populist who's going to expo- who's going to expand the tent. Nepotism in the reddest state in the country, Wyoming, where her dad is the most famous politician to come out of that place in living memory. And she's the one who's really, yeah, she's going to bring in a lot more Latino voters and minority voters and young voters and white working class voters. Because when they see, you know, Liz Cheney with her expensive suits and her last name and the whole thing, they're going to say, yeah, yeah, that's the future of the GOP. No, no, sorry. She she doesn't get to play that card among many things that I have a problem with here. This is not about winning. This is about her personal vendetta. This is about the fact that she feels like the GOP of Bush Cheney, the lose gracefully time and time again, that GOP that did. Oh, what was the big accomplishment of the Bush Cheney years? Eight years. What they do now? They handed the country over to Barack Obama and the leftists for eight years. That was their real accomplishment. Oh, I'm sorry. They winning the war in Iraq, winning the war in Afghanistan, preventing the terrorist attack of 9-11. I mean, let's really have some serious honesty here for a second, folks. Yeah, I don't blame Bush Cheney. 4911, obviously, but happened on their watch, right? I, I mean, you, you got to look at it. And then we rallied as a country around taking this uh, this war on terror uh, t- against the enemy and didn't go so well. I mean, I worked the Iraq desk at the CIA, I remember, and a lot of it was bad decision making. I mean, say, which, I mean, I've complained about Trump putting his his uh, his children in, in the position of of absolute authority inside the White House. And no one ever elected them. And they were Demo- they are both Democrats, both of them, like real liberal Democrats. Just think about that for a moment. But, you know, uh, during the Bush years, they basically had, oh, you know, my my my, my buddy, so and so son needs a job. He just got out of college. So let's make him like, you know head of the uh, Iraqi Federal Reserve Bank that we're going to create or something now. Go back and read about what was going on with the coalition provisional authority. And go back and look look at those days. It was bad, folks. It was bad. But Cheney getting all smart. Look, good riddance to her in leadership. And I hope I hope we primary her. I hope she's gone. And I just I give Brett Baer credit here for being very patient also with uh, Cheney, who is being smarmy unnecessarily and and it's clear that this is all personal for her and it's about her family name her prospects and you know she's she's it's like it's like we had someone from the lincoln project essentially as the the third most powerful person in the house of representatives that's what was going on and now it's over now we got stefanik we'll see how that goes